intercepted by Lewis Jones of the Huskies. They run the slant pattern, and Hoy puffs up the interception. Washington's got it. Washington's got it. Number one, Lewis Jones. You are about to enter the lounge, the sports lounge, with your host, Big Lou, and me, Big Lou's homie, Tony Kelly. You ready for the lounge? Welcome to the sports lounge with Big Lou, born in Venice, California, the son of a preacher man. He went to the University of Washington football team starting as a strong safety and outside linebacker. Big Lou has taken home three Pac-10 titles and two Rose Bowl wins. He had an undefeated season and a national championship in 1991. He's the CEO of Holy Fit 310 trainer to the California Hollywood elite. And now, please give it up for your host, Big Lou. Hey, 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 welcome everyone. Welcome, happy Monday. You are not mistaken. It's me, Big Lou, the host of the Sports Lounge right here on AM 1290 KZSB and 96.9 FM. I hope you guys had as good a weekend as I did. Uh, I stopped gossiping in my younger years, so I can't tell you what I did, but I tell you what, I had a great time nonetheless, and I can only hope next weekend gives me the same excitement. I'm pretty certain it will. Um, Real quick, I just want to get a couple things out the way real quick in case you guys missed it or weren't paying attention. The NBA playoffs are fully underway, uh, and in the East semifinals, the Bucks took a, a 1-0 series lead over the Celtics uh, pretty handily when they won by 12 points. Um, seemed like it was a little bit exciting game, but then they just kind of, you know, ran the clock out at the end just to go ahead and seal the victory. And, you know, obviously not to get anyone injured late in the game. Uh, so congratulations to the Bucs. Uh, still got a long ways to go. Uh, but in the East semifinals, the Bucs are up a 1-0 lead over the Celtics. Moving over to the Western semifinals, Golden State edged out uh, the Grizzlies uh, by a one-point lead or one-point victory uh, to take a 1-0 series lead in that game as well. Uh, and it looks like that's going to make out to be a great battle back and forth between the Grizzlies uh, and the Golden State Warriors. So be sure to watch and tune into that. It's going to be super exciting. Uh, you know what, guys? I'm really excited to have our guest in the lounge today. Um, he is the prop position player for the Los Angeles Guiltinis, um, which is LA's first major league rugby team. And now, you know, last year, the Guiltinis won the MLR championship and to no avail. These guys are out killing it again right now. They're on a six game win streak and we have a match coming up this Sunday, May 8th. It's Mother's Day. Uh, and I want you guys to all understand exactly what's going on this Sunday at the Los Angeles Coliseum uh, with our Los Angeles Guiltinis. They're taking on the Austin Gil Gilgronis May 8th. Uh, it's Mother's Day. It's the battle of the cousins for first place in the Western <laughs> Conference. And you, you know what's exciting about this um, is they've already faced each other earlier in the season. I want to say it was round five. And yeah, about that. Uh, uh, Austin, they, I'm going to say it this way. They got lucky and they got the win. <laughs> still, we were still, you know, figuring yeah. out getting the chemistry together. And now, uh, we have since been on a six game win streak and we're excited to have them come back, uh, to the Los Angeles Coliseum so we can get it going. And we're going to talk about that with, uh, the LA Guiltini's prop player charlie abel is here with us from the los angeles guiltinis charlie man thank you for joining us in the lounge today how's things how are you how's the rugby season going this year uh, awesome thanks thanks for having me i'm uh, really grateful to be on the season's going good uh, obviously uh, you mentioned the loss to the gilgronies before started a little bit slow but we're we're on a roll at the minute so we're hoping to keep that keep that rolling for a little bit longer Absolutely. Well, I, I will say this, as long as we're going downhill, we'll definitely continue to roll. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's for certain. Um, listen, guys, I just want to give you a little insight and background on Charlie Abel. 
Uh, he comes from a big rugby family, one of six boys, all of whom play rugby at some level. Now, I, I want to yeah. pause right there. What was that like growing up in a household um, with a big family that all six boys play rugby? And obviously, dad is involved in with yeah, rugby. Yeah. Well, we're going to touch on dad, too, as well. Uh, but what's that like growing up in terms of? You know, the big brother, little brother syndrome, uh, you know, bullying and, and beating up on one another. <laughs> also, I mean, all, all of the brothers, the family in itself are yeah. in the field of rugby. Um, what is that like? Do you feel like that gave you an advantage at a young age getting into rugby with it being, you know, literally in house with dad? And yeah, yeah, siblings? yeah. Man, I, I definitely feel like now it gave me an edge. Like when I was when I was younger, I wasn't, I was real short. I didn't grow until like, I was like 17. I didn't get taller. Right. So like I had to be more physical just to, just to keep playing with my brothers. Um, so like, I, I feel now it's giving me an edge, but man, it was the best day. Like I, I love my brothers to death. Like that's my, my, my dad rugby was his life. I have a few families, cousins and uncles of my, my, my dad that all played rugby at a professional level. So it's just, it's just ingrained in, in my life, really. The top three, my dad's three things is, is God, family and rugby. That's my dad's three things. <laughs> so, I can, I can relate to that. You know, my, my father was not, he understood sports. He, he watched some sports here and there, but you know, my father was, was a pastor. He founded a church. So that definitely was not uh, his first thing, but uh, we're definitely, we're raising in the same on the first two God and yeah. family hundred percent comes first. Uh, and then behind that for my father is, you know, it's still questionable. Not sure what the third thing <laughs> is. I'm, I'm going to say, you know, um, his other work, because he wasn't just a full-time pastor. He also had, you know, another job. Yeah, yeah. It could have been that or possibly sleep. Um, yeah, <laughs> he was definitely a busy guy for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. So guys, just so you know, Charlie Abel, his father, Tony, is a Brumby's stalwart and runs the club's game day operations. Charlie yeah. was on the fringes of the Waratah squads in recent seasons. Yeah. Um, the front rower showed promise in the shoot shield for Gordon and stepped up in the national rugby championship with Sydney city. Uh, Abel made his super rugby AU debut for the rebels against the reds in 2020 joining brothers, Robbie and Jacob in the professional ranks. First yeah. question right there off of all of that information. Have you ever played against any of your brothers in a rugby match? I've never, I've never actually, no, I've played. I've played with all my brothers. I've even played with my dad. The only, the closest I've been to is my, my older brother, Robbie. He now oh. is a, he coaches at the Utah Warriors in the same league. Okay. So I've, I've played against him where he's the coach, but never, right. never as a player, which is lucky for them. Yeah, <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> right. Right. There, there yeah. the rivalry there. Here it comes. Uh, you know, yeah. um, but let me, do you think that gives him an advantage as a coach playing against, you know, his brother? Obviously, he knows a lot more about you more than film might yeah, yeah. give a coaching staff when they're preparing for a match. Do you think that's yeah. a kind of unfair advantage for him or disadvantage? Or is that just, you know, part of business as usual? That's, these are things that happen in sports. I don't know. If, I, I think it's all, I think it's fine. Like my brother, definitely, like I talked to him often and he definitely knows a lot about me and how i play and so i'm gonna be honest i did last time we played them right i had a bet with my brother that anyone on his team against me the first one to put the biggest hit on a hundred bucks bet right <laughs> but we but we lost the game so i had to give him i had to pay up but <laughs> but we got one more game coming up we got one more game coming up to the best on again. You're gonna see. You're gonna see. You're gonna see your brother again one more time before the season's yeah, out. One more time before the season's out. Oh man, you know what? It's funny. I I tell kids that I work with that I coach and mentor. I say, listen, Coach Lewis is. I'm like a washing machine, buddy. If I don't get you in the wash, I'll get you in the rinse. So this, this is <laughs> yeah. your chance right now. He got you in the wash. Now you got to go back and get yeah, him yeah. in the rinse uh, and make yeah, it we're happen. We're going back again. 
Yeah, so that that should be good. I can't. I actually real excited for that one. My my mom is coming over from Australia to watch. So oh, that'll be yeah, exciting. Uh, yeah. So we win. We only need a win though. Less exciting if I don't win though. Well, you you know what? I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna forecast what's gonna happen, but you I know <laughs> where my heart is. But I will say yeah. this. You know, somebody told me once, you know, if you put one foot in front of the other, eventually we end up way down the street. Now, yeah, how fast we get down the street, that all depends on how fast we put those one foot in front of the other. But again, yeah, yeah. the flip side of that coin is slow and steady wins the race. Uh, and that's what the Giltinis have been up to, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah. Again, started a little bit slow. And as of late, they have been on absolute fire. Again, six-game win streak, and this coming Sunday, May 8th, at the Los Angeles Coliseum, it will be nothing short of electric in the Battle of Cousins uh, for first yeah. place in the Western Conference. Talking about that, what would you say, Charlie, has been the biggest turnaround for the Giltinis from where we started this season and how we've got to where we are now on this six game win streak, uh, playing absolutely out of control, out of your minds right now, high flying, fast, physical uh, rugby. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, <clears throat> I think the biggest turning point was like um, some of the leaders in the group, the boys, they just put it on us to like, the really the number one thing is to be a bit more physical defensively. So we, we really put it on ourselves to, to try and set that physicality level yeah. each game. And then just other boys, is to, I think another thing is just have more fun when we're trying to attack and play play rugby. I, I feel when we play a bit more up-tempo, a bit more fun, like really express ourselves a bit better and how we play, I think that's when we play our best. Right. And so, right. And so that's, that's those two things. Like it's, it's not a lot really. Like we felt we've had all the stuff before, but just – putting the pressure on ourselves as players to be physical and then really express ourselves in attack. I think that's been the, yeah, that's been the turning point in terms of take it off the coaches, put it on the players' shoulders and let's, yeah, that's, let's go. Man, well said. Now, you know, uh, there's a lot of, you know, I played, you know, American football, like traditional football, if you will. Um, yeah. And one of the things that I've noticed uh, just from my own experience uh, and then obviously being familiar with a lot of the other big programs around the country. One of the things that are variables that that really makes the, the great programs stay great, um, you know, and build that tradition and that culture is the amount of talent that we have, you know, in our programs. And, yep. you know, the amount of talent that we had at University of Washington, where I played college football, uh, there was so much talent that just traditionally like everyday practice, the energy, the physicality, the, the mental toughness that it takes to be, you know, on that level was like playing in an actual match or a game every day in practice. Do you feel that we have that same, and it's a good problem to have. Uh, that's how yeah. we get prepared for, you know, our contest every weekend. Do you feel we have that same, I don't want to say problem, but that same uh, culture with the Giltinis um, in terms of the level and intensity of practice is what keeps us sharp for these big yeah. matches. Or do you, do you think we might have some other guys? And it's, it's a normal thing in terms of maybe the mental aspect of the game or the physical aspect of the game that still may need to catch up. Or are we just, you know, it's like we have to tone it down in practice because it's, it's, it's 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 so physical and so, the competition is so high. Yeah, that we, yeah, we yeah. got to be careful to not get our guys injured before the actual matches. Um, well, how do you how would you describe the the practice level of our of our Giltinis uh, during the week and getting prepared for a match? Man, like honestly, the last six weeks definitely our practice has been intense. Like we got a lot of young guys. Like California is packed with athletic guys. Yeah. And we got a lot of young guys coming through that train with us. They don't get to play as much. You know, they're still, they're still young in the game. Sure. But they like, they're like 20, 21, like, like Zach Bonte and, and um, Cyril Dama, like a few other boys from the area. And, man, they can hit. They hit like, like a beast, you know. And so we, we are training just getting hit, getting hit. And that, that really sets our standard, like, for, for the game. Like, we feel if you, if you can – it's almost like you feel like if you can hit your mates as hard as you can hit 
each other, then then no stress. You can hit a stranger any anyway, you know. So we we bring that physicality at training against guys that you love and you respect. Then yes. the guy, anyone else, it's no it's no issue, you know. So that's training. Training is intense. Yeah, that's it. Now, has practice ever been so intense that the coaches had to step in and? Take out, hey, we the dial it down. Like we're 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 getting a little yeah, too yeah. much here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, with with so many you know alpha type mentalities out there, yeah. the physicality. Has there ever been a situation where we need to like it, it starts to turn into like you know like a mosh pit? Like guys are getting a little chippy. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Maybe you know start tugging and pulling. I want to say illegally, but uh, no, it's it's it's. Like at training, it's a, it's not, it's fun. Like the boys will hit each other. There's been a couple of times, especially Cyril, man, he can hit hard. A couple of times he get, he get pulled up. He has to bring it in. But if the boys fight each other at training, the uh, only thing is they have to do a slow dance together at the end. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing. It's, it's stupid, but like, it's funny as well. Like these guys, if they fight together at training, this is all good. Just, yeah, it's fine. By the end, we make them slow dance together. That's all. That's perfect. <laughs> hey, listen, guys, we're at that point right now. We have to take a quick short break. In the lounge, we have Charlie Abel, prop position player for the Los Angeles Guiltinis. We have a second guest coming on in the second half of the show, Forever Johnny Rice, a professional heavyweight boxer. We got to take this quick break, right, guys? Don't turn the channel. Just turn the volume up. We'll be right back. Sports Lounge every Monday at 12 p.m. Rebroadcast Monday at 10 p.m., Wednesday at 4 a.m., and Saturday night at 8 p.m. Get into the lounge. This is Bill Pintard of the National Championship Santa Barbara Foresters. You're listening to Big Lou in the Sports Lounge. Welcome back to the lounge. The Sports Lounge with Big Lou. And now, here's your host, Big Lou. We sell crack to our own out the back of our homes. We smell the musk of the dusk and the crack of the dawn. We go through episodes too, like Attack of the Clones. What till we break a bag and you hear the crack of the bone? To get by, just to get by, just to get by, just to get by. We commute the computer, spirits stay mute while your ego spread rumors. We survivalists turn to consumers, just to get by. Hey everyone, we're back right now. You're listening to the Sports Lounge right here on AM 1290 KZSB and 96.9 FM. If you're just tuning in, in the lounge today, we got a couple guests with us. I'm super excited to have multiple people in the lounge with us today. First up, we have Charlie Abel, prop position player for the Los Angeles Guiltinis. The Guiltinis are on an absolute hot streak right now. They are 6-0. and And in case you guys are unaware, this Sunday, May 8th, at the Los Angeles Coliseum. It is one of the biggest matchups of the season. It's the Battle of the Cousins for first place in the Western Conference. Do yourself a favor. Come out and watch your Los Angeles Guiltinis take on the Austin Gilgronis uh, May 8th, again, at the Los Angeles Coliseum. This is the most anticipated MLR matchup of the season. And just to add a little more pop to this game coming up, They've already faced each other earlier in the year, guys, and 
the Giltinis fell to Austin uh, in that match. So not only are we looking for a little bit of get back on these guys as well, um, but again, it's the battle of first place. And right now, Austin is in first place. Um, and they're holding a 10 and two record right now uh, with a total of 47 points. The Giltinis are just behind at eight and three uh, with 38 total points. So obviously just on the records and the total points scored up to this point, um, the, the, what's weighing on this match this coming Sunday, uh, it's huge because obviously going into the playoffs, like most sports, the team that goes into the playoffs in first place, they get that first week by. Uh, and who doesn't want an extra week of rest uh, and preparation going into the playoffs? I think every sports organization or individual person uh, in sports will definitely appreciate an extra week of rest, uh, recovery, and also use that time to uh, prepare and do a little bit more research on the teams that they are about to face. Charlie, I want to know, uh, uh, you have 12 siblings. Yeah. About that. Where do you fall in the line of all your siblings? Are you first? Are you last? Are you in the no, middle? No, no. And, and we know uh, last and so many people at the dinner table doesn't leave us much option to get much food. I'm like in the, kind of in the middle. So like I got, there's seven seven kids to my parents and then we have five like adopted brothers but they the brothers are all older than me amazing so, so like i'm kind of middle but yeah more more middle bottom now did you, you did know? your older siblings ever beat you up when you were little growing up or were you yeah 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 oh yeah the, the whole the whole yeah, big brother little brother let's beat him up get him caught yeah up. yeah man all, all the time like uh but it's all right. It was all, like a lot of, we're very competitive, me and my brothers, in terms of yeah. like, like everything, like rugby, basketball, anything, anything. And so we, obviously things get a little bit heated. Mostly with my oldest brother, AJ, me and him used to fight a lot. Yeah. He, he'll, he'll beat me up nine out of 10 times, but every now and then, every now and then I'll get a good one in. That, you know, and, and that, that one win, would be as as exciting as the the nine or ten that they got on us <laughs> to start off. So I get that yeah. for sure. Hey guys, listen. You know what? The Giltinis are never short on doing something for the public uh, and giving back to the community. And I want to make sure everyone understands. If you haven't done so or had an opportunity to experience rugby in Los Angeles this weekend, May eighth is the greatest, best opportunity to do exactly that. And what they're doing right now for anyone who's associated with Southern Cal SoCal rugby um, organizations. If you call this number 424-218-6697, they will set it up and comp and they have a comp ticket offer for anyone who is associated with SoCal Rugby. Uh, again, call the number, let them know which rugby organization you are affiliated with, you are associated with, and they will get those tickets comped for you. Again, that number is 424-218-6697. Aside from that, I want to make sure I also mention as well, um, they have a playoff playoffs push pack going right now uh, for tickets. Basically it's a two for one, right? So uh, it's 45 99. You get two for one tickets, which is going to get you a ticket to the May 8th match uh, against Austin Gilgronies this coming weekend, which is mother's day weekend. And it's also going to get you a second ticket for the June 5th match as well, right here at the Los Angeles Coliseum. So be sure uh, to get the rugby push pack for the playoffs. You're going to go to guiltinis.com slash tickets uh, to make that purchase uh, and take advantage of the playoffs push pack uh, to experience rugby right here in Los Angeles. All right. Um, Charlie, I want to ask a little bit about, I, I know you do some work uh, giving back to the youth as well. And, and tell yep. us about the scrum school. Like, I, I know a little bit, but not too uh, much. Yep. 
you know, you know a lot more about it. And I want to know, yeah, am yeah. I too old or too big to go to scrum school as well? No, you're good. You're good. You can come down for sure, brother. It'll be I have good. No like, I'll smash on some kids right now. I'll smash. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Tell us about scrum no. school, where it's located and how it works. So uh, myself and another one of the players from last year, he's actually moved on to do uh, some other business opportunities. But me and him, we started up a, a clinic. Uh, it's called Scrum School. Um, really, basically, basically, one of the most technical parts of rugby is scrummaging. And it's also one of the parts where it can be the most unsafe, um, if not done properly. So, man, and the one thing there's not a shortage of in, in, this, in America is massive humans. Like, there's some big kids out there. But as I was going around to watch some of them play and stuff, a lot of them seem not really good coaching for the scrum. And so all we do is we, we go around to a few clubs. Um, at the moment, that's what I do mostly is I'll go to clubs and I'll take a clinic and I'll just teach them and just give them basic techniques to sort of protect the neck, protect the back, especially so when you're, when you're younger, I mean, you, you've got a good, strong base. Any, like anything, football, anything, like you've got a good, strong foundation of the, your skill set, then you can progress. And importantly, like I mean, rugby is an international sport. If kids get good at it, especially in the front row, like man, you can play all over the world. You, you, know, you can go anywhere with this game. That you know what when when you say that about rugby and it's an international sport, is it? Is, I mean, it's a global sport as well. Yeah, uh, and you know, it it definitely can afford uh, uh, you know our young adults, our our kids, uh, yeah. an opportunity not only to you know improve and develop even even more in-depth you know communication skills social skills obviously people skills but you also get an opportunity to travel around and see the world and see things how how things happen on a different part and how people deal with you know just life in itself yeah Um, yeah that's amazing and i want to say what exactly for for our rugby fans or for our sports fans who may not know you know too much in-depth knowledge about rugby what 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 exactly is the scrum and what's the purpose of the scrum? Yeah. So so the scrum is basically um if when you knock on when you drop the ball forward, so you, the ball the ball always has to go backwards. Um when passed from the hands. Yes. So when when it's it's just a way to restart play. So it can come from a knock on or it can come from a penalty. All right. So basically it's just where you have both teams that will set up in a scrum formation, the ball gets fed through the middle, and then it's just almost like a, a contest for the ball. Um, everything in rugby. Contest, right? Is, we're, like, yeah. we're like jockeying for position to get the ball. Yeah. Yeah, almost. Imagine it's – I guess the only way to imagine people who haven't seen rugby is imagine if, like, say the centers in football, they put the ball in the middle, and then on go, the first one just to smash the other one over gets the ball. That's kind of the only – sort of football analogy that I would have there. You know what I mean? Like it's just sort of, yeah, Yeah, it's just uh, continuous contest for the ball. I I get it. I get that's, you know, it's, it's, I've always found it very interesting, the scrum part of it. And then somehow, and I say somehow, because, you know, we don't always have the best vantage point when you're watching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But the ball again, you know, kicked or pushed or thrown back out and then play starts. If if I'm saying that. Yeah. 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 Correct. And that's yeah. that's when, you know, you can you can have an opportunity if you're a defensive guy, that's where you can get an opportunity to come flying up and, and get that big highlight hit yeah. on somebody, um, you know, yeah. me being a defensive guy as well in American football. Uh, there was nothing more exciting than to actually get like a, a running start into someone. And what yeah. I like to refer to as give them the business, if you will. Yeah, um, yeah, 100%. But then sometimes, you know, guys can be a little bit bigger then they may appear in their uniform like yourself. Yeah. And, you know, you go, run, yeah. go running into someone, you think you're about to take them down and you just literally ran into a brick wall. Um, <laughs> that definitely can challenge uh, your emotional, your emotional prowess at that moment. If, if you're not careful to make you rethink about this thing they call rugby or, you yeah. know, running into a, a massive human that doesn't look so massive, you know, make you rethink some things. What would you say? is your 
greatest accomplishment in rugby up to this point? Uh, mine personally was playing Super Rugby. That's my greatest accomplishment. Like it's that was that's up there. That was always a, the dream growing up in Australia. That was a, the goal of chasing to play Super Rugby, and then I guess if beyond that, then it was winning MLR last year. Those two things probably the those are man, those are big goals and things we worked hard for a long time for, and it was yeah, it was an awesome blessing to be able to to achieve both of those. Now that's you know that's awesome, man. I appreciate that. Now let's have some. I want to have some fun with you. Then I'm going to pass it over to uh, my okay. my co-host, uh, Big Lou's homie Tony Kelly. Uh, I'm curious to know. Got it. I'm curious to know the Guiltinis. What color blue is that? Matter of fact, I won't even answer that question. I want to pose that question <laughs> to our audience uh, who are listening and our, our rugby fans. If you can call into the show, call the radio station. The number is 805-564-1290. If you can call in and tell us the exact color blue on the Guiltinis uniform, we'll throw you two tickets to the next match. That's what I'm going to put out there. Two, yeah. You got two opportunities to get you free pair of tickets to the Los Angeles Guiltinis May 8th match against Austin Grigoni, Gilgronis. Um, the second question will be, in the martini, the owner of the Guiltinis' favorite drink is a martini. The question is, does he like his martini shaken or stirred? You give us the correct answer to that as well. We're going to throw you two tickets to the May 8th match as well. Or we could even probably put it together for you for the June 5th match, whichever works best for you. Real quick, Charlie, I don't want to keep you too long. I'm going to let you go. But let us know what you, what else you have going on, how our fans can follow you, keep track of you, uh, and, and when the next opportunity they can get a chance to come out and uh, be a part of the scrum school. And so, um, at the at the moment, I don't have a clinic coming up until okay. probably the end of the playoff runs. Like Absolutely, just, just pushing, putting that in a little bit of a back burner. But um, yeah, if you want to follow Scrum School on Instagram, that's it. That's all it is. is Scrum School, Scrum dot School. Um, there it is. Man, we'll, we'll 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 post up some stuff, and I'll post up some videos every now and then of little basic things to do. If you play in a rugby club, you can send me a message on there and I'll, I'll definitely be able to review some clips for you or come out and help you out in any way that I can. Awesome. That's amazing. Guys, listen, he took time out of his day. It's play. It's, it's getting ready for a big game this week. Basically it's a playoff atmosphere. Charlie Abel, uh, proposition player for the Los Angeles Guiltinis. Uh, Charlie, I want to send you a huge shout out. Big thank you for taking time out of your day to join us in the lounge today, man. No I really worries, appreciate brother. it. Guys, listen, once again, do yourself a favor. If you have not had a rugby experience here in Los Angeles, we're doing everything for you to have that experience. All you have to do is come out and show up. Again, we have the playoffs push pack going. It's $45.99 for two tickets. Basically, it's a buy one, get one free. Um, and by delving into that playoff push package, uh, you'll get a ticket for May 8th, which will also give you another ticket to the next match, the next home match, which is June 5th. The way to go and get this done, again, go to guiltinis.com slash tickets to make that happen. Also, again, anyone associated with SoCal Rugby, um, we have a comp ticket offer going for all of you guys as well. All we ask you to do is call this number 424-218-6697 and let us know exactly which rugby association you are affiliated with. And boom, it's done. You have comp tickets to get to the May 8th match. We want to fill the stands up, guys. We lost to this, this the Austin team earlier this year, and now things have changed. We're running on all cylinders. We have a six-game win streak. Things are hot right now, and we're going to let Austin know um, you have messed up showing up in the Coliseum. And as we know, back in the old days, you know what happened in the Coliseum 
it went down. And the only person that walked out was the winner. The other one got carried out. Uh, come out, support the Los Angeles Guiltinis. There's a model that's going around for the Los Angeles Guiltinis, and it goes like this. We want fans in the stands with cans in their hands. Right? Come out, support that's the it. team. It's going to be a great atmosphere. Uh, the Sports Lounge will have a booth, a fan booth up there as well. Uh, we'll be in partnership, obviously, with the Guiltinis. Come take some pictures with some of our guys, autographs, um, get some merch, and you get an opportunity to meet me, Big Lou, the host of the Sports Lounge. Um, guys, that's it for right now. we got to take another quick break. Charlie, thank you for joining us once again. Um, you are listening to the Sports Lounge on AM 1290 KZSB and 96.9 FM. We will be right back. can be found on your radio dial at 96.9 FM and AM 1290 KZSB. Hey, this is Billy Meeks, center for the Los Angeles Guiltini rugby team. You're listening to the Sports Lounge with Big Lou. This is Jason Olive, creator, writer, actor, producer, and director of Los Angeles Volleyball Club, and you are with Big Lou in the Sports Lounge. Welcome back to the lounge, the Sports Lounge with Big Lou. And now, here's your host, Big Lou. Everybody, welcome back. In case you are just now joining us, uh, we just had on in the first segment Charlie Abel, uh, the proposition player for the Los Angeles Guiltinis, the defending champion Los Angeles Guiltinis. Uh, the Major League Rugby team right here in Los Angeles plays their home games at the Los Angeles Coliseum. We have a big match coming up again uh, this coming Sunday, May 8th, uh, versus the Austin Gilgronis. And it's going to be a huge match. It's the battle of cousins for the for first place in the Western Conference. And they've already faced each other earlier in the season. And Austin did get the win. But since then, um, the Giltinis are on a six-game win streak. They're playing absolutely amazing right now. Uh, and it's going to be an exciting match as well. Kickoff is at 3 p.m. Uh, this Sunday. And we are looking forward to seeing you all at the Coliseum. And just to make sure you do have an opportunity to get there. We know it's Mother's Day weekend as well. The Guiltinis have put together a playoff push package. Uh, basically, it's a buy one, get one free $45.99. You get two tickets for the price of one. Uh, and that will get you in May 8th. And that other ticket will be good for the next and last home match. I believe it is uh, June 5th. How you receive those tickets, guys, you just go to guiltinis.com slash tickets and you will find it right there. And one more time, anyone associated with SoCal Rugby, uh, we're doing a comp ticket offer as well for anyone that's associated with SoCal Rugby. Uh, just dial the number 424-218-6697 and let them know exactly which rugby association you're affiliated with and they will take care of the rest. Now, my new guest in the lounge today, good friend of mine. Uh, you know, I haven't seen him in a while. He's been on the gambit doing his thing. Heavyweight boxer, big hands, fast, light on his feet. Forever Johnny Rice is in the lounge with us. Johnny, man, what's going on? How you been? How's things? Wow, man. Everything's going strong, you know, just trying to put the pieces to the puzzle together. That's all we can do, right? That that's all we can do. And you know what? It's funny. I'm I'm not I'm not uh 
that verse at putting puzzles together. But from what I hear, when we do actually get the, the, the puzzle pieces together, it can make for a great view, a great picture. Uh, so I'm excited to see it, what your picture is going to look like when you finish putting all the pieces together. Uh, that said, tell our fans, tell our listeners a little bit about your background, man, and how you got into to boxing and then stepping it up to heavyweight. Um, or did you always just start in the heavyweight and just run with it like that? Or did you, you know, kind of etch your way up? You know, some people started... You know, I, I'm just and I'm taking a shot out here because I'm, I'm not I like boxing, but I don't box at all. I'd rather just talk to people than fight. Um, uh, did you start it like light heavyweight, bantamweight, featherweight? And for, for, for those of you who don't know, Johnny's not a little dude. I mean, he's a heavyweight, but he's 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 a true heavyweight. So if he did start in bantamweight, I would be absolutely shocked. But I'm gonna let Johnny tell us himself. Uh, how did this start for you, Johnny? OK, well, you know, as far as the weight classes go, when you're a natural heavyweight, you're going to always be a heavyweight. So, you know, anything <laughs> above 201, you know what I mean? We got the greats like Roy Jones who come up from, you know, super middleweight and they keep getting bigger and bigger, you know, gaining weight. Because it's all about weight class. You could be, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. If you're above 201, you're a heavyweight. You know what I mean? And well, we all got the classic Floyd Mayweather who's 147. So a lot of people say, hey, would you ever fight Floyd Mayweather? I'm like, no, I can only learn from him. He's 147 pounds, you know, boxing is about weight classes. But, you know, I got into boxing uh, via a program called All-American Heavyweights, where they were actually scouting guys and former athletes from a football and basketball background that met the requirements of taller than 6'3 and uh heavier than 220 pounds. So that was the requirement to even get inside the boxing camp to get your first try at boxing, flown out to Los Angeles for free to see if you had what it took to be a heavyweight champion and contender. I was one of those guys, thank goodness, along with Charles Martin, who did become heavyweight champion, as well as Dominic Brazil, who has fought for the title twice. Unfortunately, he came up short, but he's still going strong. So as well as Deontay Wilder, who was not a part of the camp, but he was a former basketball player. Man, you just dropped a whole lot of stuff on me that I was completely unaware of. And listen, guys, just because I'm the host of a sports talk radio show don't mean I know everything, but I definitely know how to ask questions and do research. Uh, so I definitely am very appreciative of enlightening in, in, uh, on that. Uh, definitely new to me. Uh, and that's exciting to see. Guys, you always know Johnny is he's you know from South Carolina and he started boxing. It says here what at 24? 24 years old. It was very hard. You know, I never I never was a fighter. I was always playing sports, you know. So, you know, getting hit in the face for the first time really <laughs> really <laughs> bought the man out of you, or it bought the you know young lady out of you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me, let me, so then what is that like? Because it, it's it's my experience i'll say that and, and that's not you know with years and years of background but from what i've noticed and learned just from seeing guys who who box or who who train boxers if you will um, most of these guys start out relatively you know younger than 24 um in in the boxing world and then they build themselves up like that what was that like did you find that you had like maybe um a slight disadvantage starting, I guess, what I guess could be assumed as late in your, your boxing career, starting at 24, or was it better because you didn't really have any bad habits to break? Like you're like, you're a fresh piece of clay, a fresh piece of mold for whatever trainer saw you going through that, that Academy. Uh, and they're like, man, here's this fresh guy. He's just raw, no bad habits, but we can shape and mold him into what he needs to be. Like, what was that like for you coming up in, in um, looking at other guys who've been, you know, maybe 10 years boxing at that point. Well, you definitely had a huge disadvantage uh, skill wise and developmental and development wise. You know what I mean? But you had to basically the, the concept of the, of, the, of the, the, the man that, you know, created the program, Michael King, he was saying, hey, they're athletes. They just have to have a lot of confidence, confidence and believe in themselves. I mean, look at George Foreman. He started for two months and he became uh, a gold medalist in the Olympics. And so that was his whole philosophy of the program. Confidence. You're an athlete. You know, you're trained to preparation and perfection. So it was obviously 
a lot of mental and physical, but mainly mental because, you know, you're getting hit in the head. It's like, I don't care how confident you are. If this guy knows how to set up a punch and just wham, you know, you it, it, it hurts you mentally. You know what I mean? And, and but mentally is an aspect, no matter what sport you're in, football, like I said, you're going against a big guy. Okay, I see he's big, but am I faster? I see he's big, but am I more explosive? Okay, it's the same with boxing. I see this guy in front of me is big. He hits hard, but is he faster than me? So it really taught you to play to your strength. So for me, I, I bought in my background of basketball as well as football. You had to have balance. You had to have agility. The same thing in boxing. So I started to look at the, the, what, what I had in common with boxing in my background. So I'm not technically sound, but I know one thing. I got to punch you, stay balanced, and then get out the way of your punch. So that's how I, I try to focus on boxing. Play to my strengths and, and, and the concept of boxing, no matter what, is hit and don't get hit. That's, you know what, when you broke it down that way, you, you broke it down and, and made it sound so simple, right? And, and I know there's a lot of guys out there, and, and I, I, I hate the term, but I'm going to use it just to get my point across. Street guys out there that, you know, extremely confident, um, no fear, great balance, you know, great athletes in their own right. Um, and they want to push that envelope and see how well they can do. Um, so I'm curious with, with your thoughts on, and I just want to bring it back up real quick. When uh, um, my guy, Nate Robinson jumped into the ring with uh, Logan Paul, the YouTuber, when they had that fight, you know, here's Nate Robinson again, great athlete, phenomenal basketball player. Most people forget that he was a football player as well, a great corner. Um, so speed, balance, coordination. Obviously, he had the heart and the courage. Um, but what do you think might have been the difference between him jumping in the ring with this, what I want to say it was Logan Paul, if I'm saying that right. It was Jake Paul. Jake Paul, thank you. Thank you, Jake Paul. Logan, Logan is the brother. Uh, but right. Jake Paul, uh, and what the difference was in that and why that fight turned out the way it did. I'm curious to have your two cents on that. But we got to take a quick break before you answer that question, Lies. Hey, look, this is Big Lou, the host of the Sports Lounge, right here on AM 1290 KZSB and 96.9 FM. We're in the lounge with forever Johnny Rice, heavyweight boxer, good friend of mine, and you're learning from him right now how this thing goes down. We'll be right back. In the Lounge, the Sports Lounge with Big Lou. This is Ron Miles. You are here on the Sports Lounge with Big Lou on AM 1290 KZSB and 96.9 FM. The Sports Lounge can be found on your radio dial at 96.9 FM and AM 1290 KZSB. Hey, I'm Mike Pereira. I'm like a referee everywhere. I guess in the NFL and the USFL, if they brought the Arena League back, I might be there too. And I am in the Sports Lounge with Big Lou. Just follow the f***ing show. Welcome back. We are back right here in the Sports Lounge on AM 1290 KZSB and 96.9 FM. I'm your host, Big Lou. We've been talking with Mr. Forever Johnny Rice, heavyweight boxer, 
a good friend of mine. And right before we went to break, we had dropped a question to Johnny. Do you remember the question? You got the question locked down? I do remember the question. You know, good, let's what, get that answer. Basically, what, what, what should Nate Robinson have done better or more preparing for that fight against Jake Paul? Like, well, not necessarily preparation, but like in reference to what you were saying earlier about, you know, boxing, it's, you know, it's, if you're a great athlete, you can be taught to box. Like, you know, right. balance, coordination, understanding what your, what your strengths are and what the person that you're facing, their strengths are and their weaknesses and how that compares. And then we approach with a plan. So right. my question to you was more or less is, you know, what do you think went awry with that matchup with Nate Robinson, who great athlete, again, college, you know, high end college corner. Obviously, he was an excellent basketball player as well. We saw what he did on the basketball court. Again, all of his based on balance, coordination, quick, strong for the for the size that he is extremely strong, uh, obviously headstrong as well, extremely confident. And then here's, you know, uh, the YouTuber. Logan Paul? Jake Paul. Jake Paul. I, I don't know why I keep brother. saying Logan. I don't Logan's know why the older brother. brother. But Jake Paul, um, and you know, obviously Jake had been, you know, boxing and training for a while. So I guess in my head, that would just naturally tell me that he had an advantage because he's been in the ring. He's been training like that. He's been boxing like that. And Nate Robinson, I don't know how much training had he been doing off, you know, off the script, off the, the off the grid, if you will, uh, if that was a part of his basketball training regimen or his football training regimen. Uh, but what do you think was the difference uh, between the two and why it went down the way it did with two great athletes um, and the outcome was what it was? OK, well, the biggest thing was his team would have had to train Nate Robinson's mind more. They would have had to boost his confidence and train him mentally on understanding boxing. So you have a pure athlete. You have to train him, first of all, to make sure you can go hard for three minutes with a one-minute break. Because in basketball, your training is different. It's more, if I'm not mistaken, I always mess these up, anaerobic. So you you run, 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 then you stop. Right. But you run for only like 30 seconds. In boxing, you got to carry your momentum for three minutes. You're locked in for three minutes. That's not how it is in basketball. Right. So you had to train his mind for that experience, you know what I mean? Firstly, then you would have had to really work on extreme fundamentals, which is, includes distance. So he has great footwork. Right. He can definitely cross you over in front of you, but he blows past you. In boxing, you got to stand in front of that man and keep and stay a moving target, or you're going to get hit like he did. He kind of got hit coming directly towards Jake Paul. Jake Paul didn't have to look to find him, if I'm not mistaken. He just hit him. Right. So you got to know how to stay a moving target for three minutes and explode with your own punches. So th that just comes from a lot of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Specific preparation on this movement. You can't teach them a lot because you don't have enough time. You right. got to teach them one or two specific, specific instructions and specific skill. And then the rest is mental training. So that's what he was lacking. He was doing too much. And that I, you know, it, it's 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 crazy, and 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 everyone that's listening and following the show that's going to see this on on all the on the po on all the podcast sites, I, I want to I want you all to make sure you I want to make sure you all understand that this is not a, a dig by any means on Nate Robinson. I'm a huge fan of Nate Robinson, to be quite honest with you. I know his dad, um, Jock Robinson, and you know we all are you know University of Washington alumni, uh, so. He's my man, no matter what, you know, and I've never had the opportunity to meet him, you know, in person yet. I'm sure our paths will cross sooner than later. Um, but that said, do you do you think how much time did he have to pre prepare for that fight? Like, do we do we? I don't. I'm not sure how much time he had to actually prepare for the fight or how it even how it even spawned and came about. But how much time did he have to prepare in your mind? And then how much time? do you think it takes to prepare for a fight properly? Well, I'm not sure how much time Nate Robinson had, but the biggest thing is no matter how much time you have, you got to play to your strengths. So Nate Robinson, phenomenal, high-level elite athlete, okay? So therefore, he has to play with his strengths and his distance and his explosiveness 
inside and out. Remember, if I'm too far away, you can't hit me. If I'm too close, you can't hit me hard because I'm I can smother your punch. Just like, you know, like I said, even when you're playing basketball in front of a guy, you know, if you get too close to me, I can bump you or I can come back in, separate myself for the crossover. Instead, this time I'm separating myself for the punch. So it's just making those bridging those concepts together. So a lot of times you may not need enough time if you just strengthen your mind more, because no matter what, your mind is going to, you know, take over the body. Your body's going to do what your mind says. So that, I'm not sure how much time he had, but I feel like he definitely had what it took to win the fight. That's a fact. But right. yeah, Jay Paul had more experience, but he it would it, it would have been a, like I said, it was a great fight. But Nate Robinson could have definitely won, and I'm pretty sure you know he's gonna keep going and working hard, just like Jake Paul is. But uh, as far as how long you need, a lot of people in the past say you might need about two months. But if you're always living that lifestyle, training hard, trying to be better as a fighter. You, you're, you're ready to go at any time. That's what you ideally want to do. You always want to continually, as long as you're boxing, get better every day, whether it's mental or physical. That's, I'm, I'm glad you broke it down that way. And, and I want to use that to segue into this next part for, for obviously people don't know our relationship. And, you know, we met here in, in, in LA and Santa Monica uh, via a good for childhood friend of mine that I played football with, Lerone McElrath, who was doing some work with you. Um, at one point, moving around with the mids and all that good stuff. And now you are in Vegas, uh, which is, you know, you know, just not even sure. That it's one of, I'll say, boxing meccas. Obviously, I think I think it'd be fair to say Philly is another, you know, huge boxing area as well. Obviously, L.A. is as well. So your move to, to Vegas, was that to just immerse yourself in more everything that's anything in all boxing? Because that's what you do. That's that lifestyle. Like, what, what, what was that move? What was it like training here? And then what's the difference like training now in Vegas? Because that's if for you now it's boxing 24 and some more. Exactly. So I had to immerse myself in boxing. I was not growing as the boxer that I believed I could be. So, you know, no matter what, whether you are a, a physicist or, or anything, you got to set goals to measure out your growth. You know, so when I realized I wasn't reaching my potential and it wasn't happening fast or it was just going too slow, I realized my surroundings most likely had to change. And uh, in L.A., you, you know, you got so much traffic. I would have to travel to Norwalk sometimes. It's like a two hour drive because of oh. traffic. So with that being said, I would do whatever it takes to, to get better, but I still have to be efficient. So I had to move to Vegas where my gym is uh, less than 20 minutes away at any given time of day. Not only my gym. Floyd Mayweather's gym down the street. There's so many gyms everywhere for me to just completely be immersed in boxing. Not to mention, if I needed to work nights, I had the gentlemen's clubs on and popping. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I had a full service. I had to work. I had to train. It was just no excuses. Vegas open 24 hours That's all amazing. day. That's hot. Real quick. Hey, and if I need a little money, I get the crap table. Ah, I need to get that. <laughs> Give me that. I turned $15 into 700 one night. You know what I'm saying? Hey, that's that's a good payday right there. Now, don't go back the next day and give back six, six. Nah, six, I paid the bills with that. <laughs> that's amazing. Hey, guys, we're at that point right now in the show. We got to wrap it up, but I want you guys to understand Please go and follow him. Johnny, how can they follow you real quick on your social media before we got to shut the show down? Oh, you can follow me at Forever Johnny Rice. You know, I like that name because you got to be forever yourself and be a better you every day you can. But Forever Johnny Rice on Instagram as well as TikTok. I'm a silly guy. I'm just having fun with life, you know, training hard every day. And on Twitter with the Forever Johnny Rice. So follow me. Let's have fun. Let's live. There it is right there, guys. Johnny, thank you for joining us in the lounge today, man. All the best to you. I'm rooting for you. Next time you fight in L.A., please reach out because I will definitely be there with my megaphone uh, shouting your praises. <laughs> guys, that is our show for today. I'm Big Lou, the host of the Sports Lounge right here on AM 1290 KZSB and 96.9 FM, Santa Barbara News Press Radio. We'll see you next week. Sports Lounge with Big Lou is brought to you by Evolve Entertainment. The Sports Lounge with Big Lou's executive producers are Jeremiah Higgins, 
and Lewis Jones. I am the commentator and co-host, Tony Kelly. The Sports Lounge with Big Lou's master sound engineer is Dr. D, a.k.a. Richard Dugan. See you next week in the lounge, the Sports Lounge with Big Lou. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.